Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well, welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. What's up, Mike? We're in pajamas, drinking coffee. So it is finally a day where it is before 9 o'clock. Yes. And we're not drinking whiskey. Correct. All right, that sounded like we're alcoholics. Not finally a day. Finally a recording day. Yes. It's not a regular Monday for me to start drinking before 9. <laughs> Goodness. But we got coffee, dude. We do. We... I'm still waking up. Yeah, I know. All right, so it's Saturday. It's Sunday. It's four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so it's it's Sunday morning. Um, we're recording an episode because yesterday we did a interview with Premium Coffee. Um, so when this releases, the interview will have been released on Friday. Yep. So if you haven't checked that out, check it out. We had a really good time. A lot of laughs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we swung down to Premium in Hamburg. Well, Lackawanna. And they're on the Hamburg Turnpike. Okay. Lack or Lock? Lackawanna or Lackawanna? I always say Lackawanna. Lack? Yeah. Okay. That's just me, though. I'm sure there's somebody who's going to scream at me for it. Well, because Gina and I had this discussion yesterday. She says Lackawanna, and I say Lackawanna. Her mom says Lackawanna, so we needed a tiebreaker, and you decided with Gina, so now we're the same way. So now it's 2-2. So now nobody knows what it is. Perfect. L- leave a comment in the or leave a comment down below. Is it lack L A C K or lock L A O L A O? Jesus, I'm still waking up too. L O C K. Obviously, it's not spelled L O C K, but how do you pronounce it? I pronounce it the way it's spelled, but that's also probably because I'm a non-educated white man. <laughs> so. Which is actually semi-fitting with the discussion of today. Yeah. But anyway, so... We'll get to that. So, yeah, pre- so, pre- so Premium Coffee is a coffee storefront that also does a lot of other stuff, like Queen City Food Trucks, um, which are formerly called Gut Trucks. Yeah. Um, or Pine Hill. You've seen them driving around. You, If you have ever seen or don't know what Queen City Food Trucks is, you've seen them driving around. You just didn't know it. Yeah. They're all over the place. Literally everywhere. Yeah. So, Premium Coffee has a storefront and a cafe bistro now mm-hmm. um, where they serve high-quality coffee products, and they also have a few different lines. They have a French press that you can buy in store. They have Buffalo apparel that you can buy, Bill's jerseys, Sabres jerseys, um, art pieces yeah. that are themed Buffalo. They have quick grab-and-go sandwiches. And then all the coffee that you would ever want from places ranging from Guatemala, Ethiopia. Uh, they have Costa Rican. 
Um, Literally anywhere you would get your coffee from. Yeah, so on top of that, they also do flavored coffee, which is what separates them from anyone else. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah, it's insane. So they make um, different flavored coffees, and then they have a coffee of the month flavor every month. This month, it's chocolate raspberry. We sampled it. It was super good. Delicious. Um, that was probably one of the funnest interviews we had, mm-hmm. just because we're obsessed with coffee. I was in heaven. Literally. I don't remember that whole conversation because I was just in a different state of mind. <laughs> it was so good. Also, something to note, too, they, just to kind of hammer down the point even more, they're a coffee shop, but they do all the roasting and all of the grinding and everything there. So they import the beans from these different countries, and they do all the roasting at their spot. So they're one of the... There's a few coffee roasters in the area, but they're one of the biggest and probably one of the best, in my opinion. And they're just doing everything right. It's all local. Uh, it's really sweet what they're doing. Yeah, they're a family-run business, too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah family-run business, which goes back to when I was in middle school, linking up with one of the siblings um, and just having the time of our lives because they're very, very good on treating people like people mm-hmm. and being consistent with – like, I've never seen that family upset. Yeah. He, he seemed like a very cheery guy, like all the time. All the time, and it's probably because he's hyped up on coffee nonstop. <laughs> yeah. But the whole family like that. shots of espresso today. Yeah, like all right. they're they're all like that. They're all like the yeah. super happy go lucky Italians that just run around, enjoy good products, whether it's alcoholic, non alcoholic. Mm-hmm. They're just having a good time, and they connect with the people. Um, so definitely go check them out in Hamburg. Their location is twenty five ten Hamburg Turnpike, basically essentially right on Route five south of Ridge Road, um, and. You can walk right in, pick up what you need, and then they have all different stuff. Dude, they got punch cards. Mm-hmm. So when you buy X amount, you get a bag for free. Um, they have K-Cups. They have all different kinds of bags and all different sizes. They have two-pound, one-pound, half-pound bags. And they just, uh, now that they got this bistro, you can go in there and sit down and right. enjoy it instead of having to run. Yeah, they have, so like Mike was saying with the punch cards, I have them right here. Uh, if you buy six pounds of coffee, which I do that, that's a normal Saturday for me. Goodness. Buy six pounds of coffee and you get the next pound free. And then for this punch card, with their bistro that they have now inside, if you buy nine cups of coffee, you get one cup for free. So we filmed our interview right in their in their, in their their location where they were operating already. So there was customers coming in and out. Right. And I can't tell you, like, I was facing the door. And every single person that walked in had a smile on their face and were immediately greeted by Karen like they were lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. It is so cool the way that they run their business because they have the regulars that come in and they know every single one of them. Yeah. Some businesses are like that, but this just had a different feel to it just because it's coffee. No one is happy in the morning besides you. <laughs> it's not a really morbid, but most people are like, you still need to wake up before they have their coffee. Yeah. They're supposed to be the place that you go to get energized. And people are coming in all excited because they know that they'd see the whole cast there and just be excited to get some coffee from them. So it was a really, really cool experience. If Definitely go watch that interview and go buy your next pound of coffee from them because... They got some great coffee. Yeah, dude. It's super good. So what do we got here right now, Mike? So we have the Ethiopian blend, which is made at a specific altitude. Um, If you don't know too much about that, we dove into the science about coffee in the interview. So check that out. But it's probably the best cup of coffee um, I've had in a long time. Long time. And I've recently I've been on a kick um, with having a higher end type of coffee but that was just because it was donated and it was it's sensational it's black rifle mm-hmm. so i'm all yeah. about it oh yeah um but switching to this it's it's smooth not as coarse Very smooth right yeah it's amazing so, so when you put in when you make your coffee how do you make yours what now, is your scoop to water ratio oh i just i don't even know man oh really you don't yeah. have a science behind it i just have my thermos so i pour my thermos into the auto drip and then i put in like the normal um that's what i mean like how many scoops amount, you put in? I, yeah i you don't know? I just kind of eye it. Oh, okay. It's not a whole hell of a lot because for black rifle, you don't need a lot. Yeah. For Ethiopian, Costa Rican, you don't need a lot because it goes far. I do a half plus one. So, like, today I made six cups. Yeah. And fill it up to six, and then I put in four scoops of coffee. Okay. I think I think we're two to one. I don't know. Colleen always yells at me. <laughs> I'm a mess, dude. Like, I... <laughs> she's like, you just follow the recipe. I'm like, it's not the same. Well, and we also talked about this too, is it 
it varies how much water that you want to like your water to ground ratio mm-hmm. dependent on the um like the coarseness of the the grounds yeah because if you have a fine ground you're gonna want It'll be less coffee because there's more surface area for the water to touch the coffee bean or yeah. the coffee, whereas more or coarser ground you'd want more water because then it has to go through. I, I might get this backwards. It's still like four in the morning, so I'm not 100 percent sure. But uh, go listen to that interview because we do get into the science behind it, and uh, it was it was cool. It's a good time. So in uh, in honor of coffee. We decided to wear pajamas. Oh yeah! For this episode, I'm a plain Jane man. I got my buffalo flannel uh, pajamas on and a sweatshirt that I wear literally every single day because it's so comfortable and it keeps me warm in my house. That's 27 degrees all the time. Right. Um. But you, man, you took it to another level. I'm you're like, like, dude, you're gonna say something when I come over. I'm like, what possible pajama can he wear besides a banana hammock? That I'm like, what are you doing? But no, dude, you just went all out. I'm wearing a onesie. Oh my god. If you're not watching on YouTube, please go watch on YouTube because this kid is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm wearing wool socks and my slippers. Obviously my house shoes. And then I got my onesie on and it's super soft, dude. It's got a hood. What onesie is it? Who who is that person? I dude, come on. I let me look it up. You can't wear a onesie and not expect to explain it. It's four in the morning and I can't remember <laughs> what's happening. Let me look it up. You're uh who is it? It's uh, the guy from... Night- er, it's the Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas, right. Not Nightmare on Elm Street. I was trying to... Th- yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a terror movie. Jesus. <laughs> I'm Jack Skellington. That's who it is. Jack Skellington. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jack Skellington. So... How did you get that? I can't imagine you consciously bought it for yourself. I did. Did you really? It was because we went to a New Year's uh, party for 2020. Oh, okay. And it was onesie themed. So I went to Target... And bought this onesie. And then I wanted Colleen to buy a onesie, but she didn't do it. And it, it doesn't was, fit. What, it, mine? Yeah. No, Trank. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, where's the flood, Mike? <laughs> yeah. So it's, the the pant the pant legs are just like. Up, up to your kneecap. Yeah, it's basically at my shin. Um, but I'm all about it. Dude. But it's, it's, it's so it's soft. It's comfy, man. It, it's it looks so very soft. comfortable. Yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, so that's why we're wearing pajamas today. It's because we're, we're drinking coffee. And yeah. We're just living the dream, man. That's it. We're recording a podcast drinking coffee in our pajamas. What more <laughs> could you want? Seriously. Do we look like hoodlums because <laughs> both of us have our hoods up. I'll drop it. Nah, dude, you're good. Right. I like having mine up. Oh, it's so warm, right? Bro. And it's 40 degrees in my basement, so. Yeah. But I, yeah, dude. So, in regards to today's episode. Oh, I gave you homework to do. Dude, I was so pissed. Why? So we had that. Okay. Next week, we're going to do a full biographical discussion on Cher the singer. Okay. You got to do all the research on Cher because I want to hear her top five singles from 2000 to 2003. <laughs> That's the type of homework you gave me, man. Essentially. I'm like, I friggin' know Lewis and Clark. We're talking about Lewis and Clark today. Oh, my God. So I did some research. So I'm somewhat prepared. Okay. But where do you plan on going with this discussion? What is the purpose behind <laughs> behind this discussion? <laughs> <laughs> the purpose is because we were discussing alpha males most all of season one. Mm-hmm. And it was a term that we kept throwing around. Well, it just triggered in my brain that who's more alpha? Than Lewis and Clark. Than Lewis and Clark, who were literally tasked with one mission. And it was to just explore a giant piece of land. From the east to the west, basically. Yeah, to figure out if there's water passageways that we could use for trade Mm -hmm. from the Pacific Ocean to where they were. And there's not. Correct. Which, obviously, we know now, but it's all thanks to Lewis and Clark. Right. And their boys. And and the female that they brought out. And they did it because of, from like a legal standpoint, if they trekked that, it's their land Mm -hmm. back then. Mm -hmm. So they were worried about... The who is it? The Spanish coming in and taking or seizing the land because no one's trekked it yet, right? So because the Spanish sent out uh, their version of law enforcement to go capture Lewis and Clark because they were scared of them conquering that land. Correct. I did research, bro. It might have all come from Wikipedia, so there could be some falses in there, but you know, 
So what else did you find? So when the when what what are the dates on this? When did when did they kick off? They started in 1803 yeah. after the purchase of the Louise or the Louisiana Purchase from the French. Yes. Right? For 40, 40 million did we talk about? What was it? 15 million. 15 million. Wow. Yeah. I was closer last time. Yeah. You said 13 last week. Yeah. So Well, this week I'm saying 40. It went up. Inflation, bro. <laughs> so we bought it from Napoleon. Yeah. And we had absolutely no idea. Tina, eat your food. We had absolutely no clue what we bought. They right. were expecting to wander into woolly mammoths, saber-toothed tigers. Which is crazy. Yeah. Like, the president was just like, yeah, you might encounter woolly mammoths. Well, it's the 1800s. They don't know what's going on. Yeah, but still. I feel like you would be a little bit more well aware of what you might encounter. You're not going to encounter a mythical creature. <laughs> woolly mammoths and saber-toothed tigers did exist. Well, yeah, but they're few and far between. <laughs> yeah, but... Okay, yes. You're right. So... Lewis and Clark, in 1795, I didn't know this, because I wanted to look up some interesting facts, because Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you had the wealth of knowledge behind it, the reason behind it, the history behind it, but I wanted to look up some interesting facts that other folks might not know. So in in 1795, uh, Lewis was actually transferred to a different rifle company after a drunken dispute. He challenged... uh, Form or a fellow colleague in his rifle, his old rifle department, to a duel when he was drunk. And yeah, they transferred him out of that into the new rifle company, which was manned by uh, what was it, Sergeant um, Clark, Commander Clark. Mm-hmm. And that's how they met. Which is sick. Yeah. So what he a badass he, way. He challenged one of the leaders in his company to a duel, meaning we're going to face each other and then we're going to shoot each other. And whoever wins, wins. Yeah, like old Western style. Yeah, so then he got ten court- steps and turn around. Yeah, he got court-martialed. <laughs> and he, was, uh, he wasn't he was charged, mm-hmm. but they just made him switch companies. And then when he switched companies, he ended up meeting his new commander, which eventually led into the expedition. So, uh, Clark? No. Yeah, I think Clark was the secretary, the personal secretary of Jefferson. Clark, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, he was tasked with basically coming up with a team to go through this endeavor. Which was 31 members? Yeah. And only one died throughout the whole situation, right? But he died like three minutes into step off. Yeah. So, it doesn't even count. Right. His appendix burst. Right. And they're like, okay, be gone with you. So, they had like 200 pounds of gunpowder, mm-hmm. 400 lead bullets. Um, 400 pounds of lead. Oh yeah, four hundred pounds of lead, which is absolutely ridiculous. Jeez, can you imagine trucking that, dude? You know how across dense, the entire United States. Yeah, you know how dense lead is. Yeah, yeah, very dense. <laughs> they're crossing the Missouri, and they're like, "Dude, this is nuts." So when they get to the Missouri, they're looking at it, mm-hmm. and they know that they have to go upstream. Okay, so for those that can't fathom that, that's against the current, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they look one way and realize that it's muddy, and then they look the other way and realize that the water's clear. And they know that the clear is upstream. So they go that way. And that's how they figured out what's upstream and what's downstream. It's crazy. So they start going up and they're like, we'll just follow this waterway and then map it. So Lewis was the one that was super good with the journals. And both of them were officers in the army. Um, and they had their crew. So they had a bunch of guys. And they went out. And it was like a selection process where they had to formulate their own team. So everybody had to have something to the table, mm-hmm. right? Like some kind of assets and, and skill set. So they started trekking. So what else you got? Uh, so they ran into the French-Canadian trapper. You yep. know his name? Uh, nope, not by looking it up. Not, not off no. the top of my head. It's Toussaint Charbonneau. And he was the one that was with our woman. Yeah, Skajakuda Expressway, yeah. oh my god so yeah so like Sacagawea was kidnapped from her tribe when she was younger when she was like what 13 or something like that yeah she was was kidnapped from her tribe Mm -hmm. by a different tribe and then sold to Mr. Charbonneau um, for money or whatever they wanted so that's how uh, Charbonneau got or received Sacagawea yes they then did the dirty and they had a kid. So, like, the whole time that she was... Well, not the whole time because she ended up giving birth on the trek. But she was carrying his baby, who later turned out to be Jean-Baptiste, which is so badass. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so th- 
he ended up joining the trek, and so did his pregnant wife, Sacagawea. So that's how she came into the picture. But she was vital in the actual trek because she's the one that can, one, translate and be basically a liaison to the uh, Indian tribes because Lewis and Clark were just two random men. And if you know anything about America's history, it was not when two white guys, never mind, we're not even going to go down that route. But she was a good, like, barrier between the two to be able to facilitate the relationships between both Lewis and Clark and the Indian tribes. Right. And at the same time, the Indians actually liked Lewis and Clark because mm-hmm. they weren't hostile. Right. Um, the only time that they were hostile was against, like, the, the Blackfeet tribe. Yeah. Um, if, if I'm saying that correctly. And it was a quick shootout on the way back. Yeah. Um, and then two of them died and then they just kept going. But there were multiple times where um, the Indians would actually steal from Lewis and Clark. They would steal their horses, right? Yeah, they'd steal their horses. <clears throat> and then Lewis and Clark actually killed a guy that stole the horse. Same with the dog. They stole his dog. And then they woke up the one morning and you realized... You my dog. Yeah, they realized... It's like John Wick. They realized the dog was gone. <laughs> and it immediately pissed off Lewis and Clark. Yeah. Like, they were they were heated. So they found him, killed him. And then they put uh, their symbol, basically, um, on him. And then beat feet before the body was found. Oh, okay. Because then it would have been, like, borderline an act of war. Yeah, yeah. So... Those were the only real times, but otherwise they were so tan from being out on the trek that true. they didn't realize that the Indians didn't realize that they were white. So Sacagawea, Lewis, and Clark walked up to the Indians that they stumbled upon, and then they would raise their fur and then show their actual skin because their wrists down to their mm-hmm. hands were just burnt from the sun. So all these nicks and tricks most people don't even know about, right? Um, but it's fascinating. So. The other thing that we kind of breezed over that I really don't want to breeze over is the fact that she's pregnant and then carried a newborn. Mm-hmm. And well, she gave birth and then she carried her newborn right. through the trek of 7,000 miles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then what a beast. O- over the Rockies. Talking about Alpha. We got to talk about her. Yeah. Like, she's the real Alpha in this situation. Dude, there's, I'm telling you, man, women can whoop our ass. Oh, absolutely. Anytime they want. Absolutely. So, yeah. She ended up giving birth to him. But then she also ran into her long-lost brother. Which she didn't realize until he showed up. Right. And then she looked and goes, oh my god, that's my brother. And it was like this big moment. He's the head of the one of the tribes that they ran into. Mm-hmm. And his tribe is actually the tribe that gave Lewis and Clark additional horses because their other ones got stolen. Yeah. And they had to keep eating the dogs as food mm-hmm. through the Great Plains because they were running out of food. Then they had so much salmon that they had like mercury poisoning. Oh, really? And they were going mad. And then when they were, they finally made it, and then on their way back, well, when they first got to the Pacific, they were offered salmon. And they're like, no, like, give me give me some, like, deer. Red like, meat. yeah, we need red meat, venison, something, because we're sick of eating salmon. And then the mercury poisoning actually caused some of them to go mad. So when they got back, most, most of the guys didn't even want to go back into civilization. So they just became mountain men and then died shortly after. And then uh, Lewis committed suicide. Yeah. He decided mysteriously in 1809. He committed suicide. Which I have a theory. Go ahead. I traced Clinton's history all the way back. (laughs) So James McDougal is an ancestor of Hillary Clinton. So you never know. Started way back then, bro. Yeah, the the Clinton body count. (laughs) That's where it started, I heard. Goodness. No, I'm just kidding. That was just all speculation on my <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, so he died mysteriously over there. Yeah, um, mysteriously. Yeah. That, that's what I read, bro. And that was on History Channel. Maybe it was like a shot to the chest, like the dude that just died today. Yeah. Right? That's insane. The DO, it was a DOJ or DOD whistleblower? The DO. The DHS, right? Oh, yeah, DHS. Yeah. Sorry. The, uh, the three letter alphabet. Yeah. Acronyms. Right. So the DHS whistleblower, yeah, just committed suicide by shooting himself in the chest. Yeah. And it was, like, outside of his home. Yeah. No. Right. So anyways. Epstein did not kill himself. <laughs> so, yeah, dude. I... Losing subscribers. <laughs> it's fine. We already lost two today for some reason. But anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude. So it was, it was actually very interesting. I mean, if you would have told me in high school... Do research on Lewis and Clark. I'd have been like, what are you talking about? Absolutely not. And then I'll just basically, I was sucking up to the teacher to get a better grade. That's what I would do. And then copy my the homework of the guy next to me. But for this, I actually felt like doing research. Dude, they the things that they did 
in the times was just extraordinary. Mm-hmm. They had they didn't have GPS, they right. didn't have maps. They were creating maps, and then they were able to get back to their position after six months of splitting up and going in different directions. So they'd reach a fork, and they're like, all right, we have to figure this out. So you go 150, 200 miles this way, and then I'm going to go 300 miles this way, and then we're going to meet back here in six months. And we're like, okay, sounds good. We're going to cache our goods. So they cached their goods, and then they beat feet, (laughs) separated, and then they they made it back... Within one meter, that's insane. From where they were on a ten-digit grid, and then dug up all their caches, and their goods were still good after six months. Then they picked up, and they're like, "All right, what did you get?" And then they shared intel, and then they're like, "Okay, so that way is not the way to go. We're gonna go this way." And then the guy that went that way led the way, and they kept on. I mean, they just drove on. That's insane to think about, right. dude. Like. I've spent eight and a half years reading maps and training dudes on land nav. And there were times where I was like, hold on, give me like 30 seconds because I'm starting to get turned around. And I had all the tools necessary. Mm -hmm. I had a map. I had contour lines. I had a compass. I had a protractor. Like, to not have any of that and to deal with all the conditions. And then six months later to remember where you were. Come on. Come on, dude. There is zero excuse to get lost. Zero (laughs) excuse. It's all knowledge based, though, because, like you said, it's they were sergeants. No, they were they were officers. Oh, they and were officers. Historically, right. officers are atrocious at Lanav. Oh, that's true. But it's just it's insane what they did because it wasn't Lanav; it was legitimate orientation. Yeah, like it was astrology and knowing what the North Star was. Do you and, know that shit, like astrology and stuff? Do I? Yeah. Um, I can pick up like. Three constellations and the North Star, and that's I'm it. I'm like the Big Dipper, and then I give up. Really? that's the easiest one. Yeah, I'm not going to find Orion's belt. Are you kidding? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> How do I even look for that? It's just a line, isn't it? Kind of, but everything feeds into it. So when you find the Big Dipper, the Little Dipper, then you're super close to Orion's belt, and then you can find it. And then from there, you know, based off of that, where the North Star is. So it's just it's just hours and hours of looking at the stars before you go night night in your fart sack. Yeah, well that's true. Yeah. Because you did that quite a bit. Yeah. I didn't for a little bit. I wasn't like outside a lot. So. Speaking of outside, dude, winter's almost over. I mean Pumped. we're gonna get blasted with snow on Thursday and Friday. No we're not. We are. They say that all the time. The last huge major storm that we were gonna like die from, which was four weeks ago, I got an inch. Yeah, you I was snow blowing all night. <laughs> you, you live like 15 minutes from me. Yeah, because that's where the snow band was. And then in East Aurora, you couldn't even see anything. Not at I was good here. You was sick. So. <laughs> Keep working from home. God. I had like people call me like, can you show up today? I'm like, you're lucky I have a truck with right. sand in my bed. Yeah. Throw tube sand back there and driving around, rocking out, <laughs> listening to pods. Unbelievable. But yeah, so I don't think they were going to get hit. Well, they're expecting a few inches. It's not hit, though. Like, four to five inches. like, 14 feet. No, obviously. But at the same time, right now, we have nothing. It's true. It's 40 degrees out right now. I know. And it makes me just want to go camp. Yeah, 45 or something today, right? Yeah, I'm I'm taking Sam out for an adventure today. Are you? Yeah. Where are you going? Uh, The unused plot of land for the cemetery and let him run around. Because I can't take him in the actual cemetery. No dogs are allowed there. I don't think that he's allowed where I take him anyways. But no one's there. It's just a giant field. Yeah. So I just let him run around. And then if he, you know, takes an excited poop, then I just pick it up and carry on. Like, I don't or care. You just leave it and scuff it under the rug or something. No way, dude. You can't be a surface shitter, man. <laughs> There's morals to that. You, no, you got to bury it. I know. I have a ton of poop bags in underneath my sink. I When I take Cleo for a walk, we pass a uh, dog grooming place that they just have the bags out there. So I just steal, like, seven of them whenever I walk by. and I mean, they're out for the public. I don't actually steal them. Right. But I grab like 12 of them because I know that I'll be... Oh, now we're at 12 because before it was seven? Yeah, I mean, I'll grab like 106 (laughs) The Well, now that I can't use Wegmans bags to pick it up, I have to do something. Yeah, Wegmans. I can't believe they charge for paper bags, dude. Right? Like, what are... And I get it. Like, oh, we should be reusing reusable bags, which, shout out Premium Coffee for the reusable Mm -hmm. bag. Hashtag not a sponsor. But... 
I just... I mean, at this point, they basically are. They just gave us all the stuff. So. <laughs> True. Episode sponsor. Yeah, episode sponsor. It just bothers me that they charge for paper bags, because that's recyclable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the plastic bags, their carbon date would take a while. I understand that. But paper? Give me a break. What is this, We're the 50s? not even the biggest users of climate change. Correct, we're not. China and India are still going to be number one and number two forever. Dude, you know what I saw? And if you think plastic bags are really going to help, I'm sorry, whoever this affects. It's not helping. Because you know who's still using plastic bags? Tops. Yeah. What is Wegmans going to do? That and then all the food that you buy in the prepared section is all surrounded by plastic. Yeah. It drives me nuts. What are you going to do? Oh, you're going to swap out your Starbucks straw for a noodle? Sick. (laughs) Your coffee's still in a plastic cup. What are you doing? (laughs) It fires me up whenever I see that because it's like, dude, there's no progress. This literally cannot even be injured. Like, it can't be measured. It can't. It's going in the right direction, but it's not going to make an immediate impact that people think it is. No. It's insane. You need other countries to buy in, and you know what? Other countries do not buy in. Because you know who the other countries want to beat in the industrial race? Us. Yep. So if we tell them, hey, man, you can't be putting out this industrial output anymore because you're hurting the climate, they'll be like, oh, yeah, okay. Get out of my face. I'll do whatever I need to. And then they go home and just do the stuff that they were doing. You know what's crazy? The homelessness in California around Malibu? They're on. I need more coffee. Jesus. I know. I'm getting all fired up. Pour like half of that in there and then we'll do the rating before we destroy the rest of it. How does this what is this wizardry? Do I hold this button in the back? Yeah. To then move You've the never use a Contigo, bro? No, I've never used hashtag not a sponsor Contigos to pour my coffee. It keeps my coffee warm all day. So pour half of it and then after we finish this How do I know what half is? It's dark inside. Okay. What'd you get? Did you put like half your cup in? Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, so the the homelessness and the homeless people in Malibu. So they, what a glorious sound that is! They're now taking over the beaches and then dumping their sewage anywhere, and then because the sewer system can't keep up with the amount of people that are homeless, and then the governor is just complaining about how climate change and and jobs are affecting the homeless population. When in reality, it's just all that. Never mind. It I just love me. how we can talk shit about California because everybody talks shit about California. But I love how their solve to homelessness is like, you know, let's just put a bar across the bench. And homeless people are like, okay, bet. I'll still sleep on it. Seriously. So they just put a blanket over the bar and they sleep. Yep. It's not going to help anything. I know. But, oh my God, I just get so fired up when we talk about that because people, I understand where Greta's coming from with her climate change activism and whatever. But a lot of it has to deal with outside forces than the U.S. And we're not going to be able to convince China and India to stop. So this problem isn't going to get better until China and India do it. Mm-hmm. And I know what everyone's going to say is the Paris Climate Accords. But every all of our tax dollars that were going to the Paris Climate Accords, China and India still didn't do anything. We did everything and no other country did. Yeah. So we were paying for something where no one else is participating and it was just a waste of money at that point. People need to understand what is actually happening instead of what's on the news. So they so they pass certain policy. Anyone around the country, it doesn't matter what state, but they people pass policies to help climate. But then they pass other policies that increase homelessness, mm-hmm. and then affect jobs and affect people in their everyday life because they can't afford to live anymore. And then when they're homeless, there's nowhere to put them Mm -hmm. or keep up with the waste that humans produce because we're basically our own cancer. Right. So then we don't even use our own systems in place like septic, drop our own sewage into the water, which then hurts the ecosystem, which then kills the animals, which negates the policies that were passed to protect the animals in the first place. So you can't pass policies to help climate when you're just passing more policies that just hurt it in the long run anyways. Mm -hmm. But then you're just trying to get reelected because it's a game. Like, what what are you doing? Like, we need responsible leadership from top to bottom. It just bothers me. And it's not going to happen with this system in place because you have career politicians that are just doing stuff to get reelected. Correct. And, I'm, dude, I'm pretty liberal when it comes to science because I love science and I love love environment. I agree. I'm all about the woods. But at the same time, like, use – 
I can't even say use common sense because that's going to go into the 2A. And that just blows my mind, too. No pun intended. But I just, it drives me nuts, dude. Let's pull the trigger on that conversation. <laughs> so, anyways. But, yeah. No, I, I it's just, it's crazy to, to think about. And there's also the ongoing discussions on electric cars are actually doing even more damage because you can't dispose of those electric batteries anywhere. Exactly. So, we're trying to fight it. We're trying to fight natural gas engines and stuff with these electric or hybrid cars, but those batteries you can't dispose of, which are going to be piling up in landfills and everything too. So it's just going to be an ongoing problem that's not going to be solved. Yep. All you can do is just... And Tesla doesn't even coffee. tell you how much it costs to replace the car no. batteries. So you just, you're basically just in for a $30,000, $60,000 investment and then that's it. When but dude, I can go from zero to 60 in half of a second. I, <laughs> Absolutely. Just put the pedal to the metal and that electricity comes on. It's like Einstein, bro, just flying. What's the lifespan of a Tesla? Squared. Okay. I don't know. Because you can get like a like a, a Silverado hit a million miles. Oh, like, yeah. Can a Tesla hit a million miles? No. I wonder. It'll die. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying not on the one charge, itself. but I'm saying the batteries. Oh, I have no idea. You know what I mean? Like, what's the lifespan of the batteries? Can you hit a million miles in your Tesla? I don't think that that's even been experimented yet because they're so yeah. relatively new yeah that's true they, they haven't even been around long enough to hit a million miles like four-year-old whiskey man mm-hmm. which all right um bringing it back yeah so there's two documentaries that we recommend watching one is on uh, amazon prime mm-hmm. is the which other is free yeah which is free if you have an amazon prime membership it's free to watch there's actually like 10 of them on amazon prime did you see that no, I saw the scotch, and then there's a there's a scotch one that you looked at, which is just like the basics of scotch or how scotch is made. Yeah, and there's another one that is focused on the um, Islay scotch, which okay. is like your Lagavulin, your Brooklady, um, Lafroig, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. which is so interesting to see how scotch is made. The thing that I'm obsessed about with scotch is the people that make it in Scotland have been in the industry. I mean, dude, longer than we've been alive. Mm-hmm. And the one guy specifically in the documentary that I watched, excuse me, he's been in it for 53 years. Yeah. 53 years, bro. It's crazy. It's amazing. He started when he was, what, 13 or something? 15. Like 15, yeah. He, he stopped going to school and then started oh, yeah. sweeping the floors. Yeah, I got to that part. Yeah. Of uh, all the malt. I got really, really tired. So I ended up stopping that one. But I, I watched the first one. I fell asleep watching a Lewis and Clark documentary on that, Geo. Yeah, figure. <laughs> Come on, dude. I was exhausted. Lewis and Clark went to <laughs> the Louisiana Purchase Territory. It's like, how can you not fall asleep listening to that? Remember when they used to play those in, in high school? Yeah. Like the hungover teacher would drag the TV <laughs> yeah. with the ratchet straps into the classroom. And you'd sit to me like, today's a good day. Like, They'll put it in the VCR. <laughs> yeah. The teacher's probably still high. Oh, yeah. And he's like, we're watching a movie Guys today. Guys, watch this documentary. Yeah. And then you're just sitting there the watching Earth it. is actually flat. <laughs> Whoa. All right, teach. Relax. <laughs> I miss it, man. You've watched the Magic School Bus for like a week straight. Yeah, and then you're watching for that little thing to bounce between the corners and just to hit that corner just right. Yep. Everyone loved it. I never saw that, though. Oh, I have multiple times. Oh, stop it. No, seriously, oh because God. I used to have you see the, this kid? This, yeah, I saw multiple times. <laughs> the Sony. I created the TV. <laughs> <laughs> My uncle's a TV repairman. He's got all the, the tools. The best in the industry. <laughs> so we had a Sony DVD player growing up, and then that was their save screen. So, really? Yeah, so basically it would be their Sony DVD logo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then every time it hit a, a corner, um, it would change colors. Or just like a border in general, it would change right. colors. But did you ever see it hit like the actual yes. corner? Yes, I would sit there and wait for it because my sister. I don't think it ever happened. It did happen, you, dude. If you YouTube it right now, you could probably see a gajillion videos of someone celebrating. I don't want to see somebody celebrating. I want to celebrate myself. Well, like, then spend the time. After, on what TV now? What do you mean? My Roku doesn't do it. It's pronounced Roku, but <laughs> Roku. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> let's let's rate this coffee before it gets cold. How Although much? I never started the timer, it's fine. We don't have limitations, bro. How long has it been? Forty minutes. Forty minutes. Yeah. We had a Lewis and Clark discussion for like a half hour. I don't want to stop recording. Just wait until next week when we talk about just like Jesse James, bro. By share. Oh, you're gonna love it. <laughs> Shut Do your up. research. Shut up. <laughs> you know that next week's episode is about Amelia Earhart, <laughs> alpha female. We'll yeah. Do it. Yeah. This well, is just going to turn into a whiskey history. If she uh, was, document. if she was an alpha, she wouldn't have crashed. 
<laughs> That's a really bad joke. Jesus Christ, we're editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Right. Anyway, the other documentary that we were talking about is on Hulu. And uh, it's called Neat. Hulu. Yeah. Heat the story of Neat the story of bourbon. Yeah. And then Scotch on Amazon Prime is Scotch a golden what is it? Gold, you texted it to me. Glass, golden. Come on, what are we amateurs? Right. What do we do? Research on Lewis and Clark instead of whiskey. Yeah. Scotch a golden dream. Golden dream. Okay. So a golden dream on um, Amazon Prime, and then Neat: The Story of Bourbon on Hulu yeah. are really good documentaries to check and look into. Yeah. So is it documentary or is it documentary? Documentary. Well, because it's elementary, right? Or do you say elementary? I used to say elementary for, like, years, and then I got corrected. I don't think it's a corrected thing. It's just no. whatever you feel like. I straight up got corrected by a teacher. Perfect. Like, it's pronounced elementary. And I was like, oh, so it's not elementary? <laughs> well, there's... So, like, if you say middle school, high school, and what do you say about the school? Like, for that what? word that we were just talking about. Oh, I gotcha. Well, now I just say it's elementary. Elementary school, middle school, high school, and then university <laughs> instead of college. Oh, God. So you're the Canadian? Don't they call it university instead of college? Everyone outside of the U.S. calls it university. Everybody outside of the U.S. does everything different than the U.S. does. Correct. So that goes back to the bourbon talk. So the, the neat documentary, it is very, very interesting because they just talk about bourbon and how you can only make bourbon in the U.S., and initially, you were only able to make, well, not only able, but Kentucky's obviously the people who started the bourbon, uh, started making bourbon, but now you can make it anywhere as long as it's 51% corn aged in new char oak barrels and so on and so forth. But they they talked, they had industry guys on there too that have been in there for like their father's been in there and then they went in there and then their son's in there and it's just a family industry at this point. Right. And it is so cool to watch the bourbon process and how to make bourbon and also, they do little cuts away, like to this guy talking about how to drink whiskey, how to smell it, and what you should be smelling. And if you pour whiskey in your hands, which was a really cool part in this episode. So if you pour whiskey in your hands and you smell it, you smell corn. If you slap your hands together and you rub them really quick, and then you smell it again, it's all alcohol. And then if you slap your hands together, you rub it again, and then you smell it, it smells grain. So the different, whether it's a chemical reaction or what have you with the heat and the friction and all that stuff when you're pouring it into your hands it'll trigger different smells that you're smelling based off of the temperature that the the fumes or whatever is in your hands and the first thing that gina and i thought of is remember that episode in parks and rec when they go out for tom's bachelor party and he pours the scotch in ron's hands and he's like what is this this is the wrong way to consume alcohol yes because that's exactly what it looked like. Because he was literally pouring whiskey in their hands and like, all right, smack it, rub it together, boom, you're drunk. It's like, whoa, wasn't expecting that. But it was a really cool documentary. I definitely yeah. suggest listening or watching that and the one that you suggested. Yeah. You got about halfway through. A Golden Dream, they talk about expensive scotch. Oh, okay. Like 50-year-old scotch yeah. for $630,000 per bottle. Yeah. And everybody on the show was like, it's not worth it. If you had $630,000 laying around... They w- they still would not use that money to buy that old of scotch because they said at a certain point it's overaged and then it's just going to taste like straight wood mm-hmm. and be horrible and it you you would be better off to spend six hundred and thirty thousand dollars on thousands of fifteen year olds fifteen uh, mm-hmm. year old scotch bottles instead of just one fifty year old yeah I wonder what that that age limit is where you lose your flavors and you just get pure caramel vanilla and oak. Watch it. Do they talk about it? Mm-hmm. Because... They talk about a lot of stuff regarding age. Okay. About yeah. bottles. I'll have to finish that. Yeah. In another thing, I don't know if it was in your series or in mine, but they were talking about how if you're making scotch or any type of whiskey and you're aging it for 10, 15, 20 years... Not only, and especially in that 60-year example, not only are you banking and that tasting good in 60 years, which is a huge investment, mm-hmm. but you're also banking on people still liking whiskey in 60 years. Can you imagine that? Like, you put in a barrel right now, and you're like, I'm going to open this in 25 years. 
what if you've seen how crazy everything changes with all the fads and everything? Granted, people will still like whiskey. But can you imagine a point where people are like, you know what? Whiskey is actually tied to, like cigarettes. Whiskey is tied to a high increase in heart attacks. People shouldn't drink whiskey anymore. People just stop drinking whiskey. Now you're sitting on all this product that is 60 years old that you can't sell anymore? That's crazy. Sounds like a rager. Yeah, oh yeah. I'll be drinking all of it. Yeah, oh yeah. Call me up, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. All right, let, let's rate this coffee here. That's a heart attack I'm willing to have. Hell yeah, dude. I've already had four. Um, so this is the Premium Coffee Roaster Ethiopian... Blend. Yaka what? Seriously? Say it. Uh, what is it? <laughs> Jürgen Chiefy. Or Jürgen... No. Jürgen Chief? No. <laughs> Jürgen Chiefy. Jürgen Chiefy. Jürgen... What do you want from me? It's 5.30 in the morning. Chef. It's 5.30 in the morning. Jürgen Chief. Jürgen Chiefy. Okay, so this is the Ethiopian blend. Yeah. Um... Interesting point. We just did an interview with Tim from Elmawina Liquor. Mm -hmm. Video quality is not the best. Little upset about that. And I'm throwing that out there right now. That way, when you get to it, you're not surprised. The quality's good. It's just my shoulder's in the way. Because there wasn't a ton of room to record. Anyway, you'll see it when it goes. But, so, Tim is a huge fan of Ethiopian coffee. He's going to love this episode. We're going to rate this right now and let him know what's up. All right, let's do it. Ethiopian, fantastic. First of all, um, <clears throat> we'll leave it at that. So, premium coffee. Premium select Ethiopian Yurgishev. Uh, we put the yum in premium. That's clever, bro. That's clever. That's our slogan. We put the yum in premium. You got a drink. We just had a oh, beep. What am I new here? Catch up. I'm trying to savor it, bro, so we can do a rating. All right, let's do it. All right, label branding. I like their logo. Uh, it's simplistic. It's also a circle inside of a circle. They got the bisons in there. Do you think they uh, stole it from the Buffalo Heavy Hour? <laughs> we're no, moving they on. did not. Steal we're moving on. Heavy. Obviously, but they did not. They I were like around. It. They were around like years before us. I like yes, it a lot. Me too. It's simplistic. Yes, it is to the point. It's recognizable, and it's coffee. So I love it all. Yes. So a plus plus. A plus plus. Nose. Oh, I gotta write these down. Are you getting anything off the nose other than coffee beans? Gosh, I don't know, dude. So here's the thing. And this is what we should have done. If we do another coffee, actually. This is the real nose right here. In the bag. Still don't know. I gotta get better on my coffee senses. Whiskey, top notch. I'm not getting anything. I'm getting, it's very earthy. Smell the bag. It's very earthy. To me, this seems like a lower, or... This, and I could be 100% wrong, but for me, this seems like a lower elevation, earthy coffee. Watch so, it super high elevation yeah, no. and no earth. <laughs> we could say that about every single whiskey we've tried to. It's true. <laughs> like the first one, black pepper. No black pepper in this one. Um, but yes, aren't, aren't you getting like an earthy, like a soil smell to it? Yeah, but it's not like dirt. No, it's, it's not just, dirt. It's just earth. Such a vulgar word, dirt. But outside of that, that's kind of what I'm getting from that bag. I can't get much from this coffee. No. From the from it actually being brewed. Because also, so you have to take into account, with when we're talking about whiskey, we talk about primarily it being neat. Because yep. that's the premium way to enjoy whiskey in its rarest form. When you're talking about coffee, you have many different types of methods to make your coffee. You have the drip method, which is what most common coffee makers are right now, where you put water in, you put your coffee in, and you press the on button. That's primarily a drip method. Yep. You have a pour-over method, which is you manually or manually pouring hot water over the grounds. And you have French press, you have um, percolators, you have a lot of different methods of coffee. 
right now i we're drinking the drip method yeah so this might this method might not be the most conducive to get a the most out of the nose when it's already brewed we probably should have done a french press but my french press is actually at work so i do not have it with me so we're doing drip so nose i'm not getting too much i'm honestly going to say b plus I'm down. B plus. Boom. Because we're rating it based off of the coffee. Yes. If we're rating it based off of the coffee grounds, then I'll maybe give it an A plus plus. But this is just the coffee. Initial taste. What are you getting? Smooth greatness. So I can't. Uh... No it's, bitter. It's not bitter at all. It's, it's straight up just leaves. Yeah. Nothing lingers. It just flows right down. I can't even pick anything up. Honestly, I get a little bit of like a woody. Not like an oak or anything, but like a wood. Like branches or... That, that's that's the like earth. That. Yeah. That's true. It's a better way to put it than branches. You get branches <laughs> in this coffee. <laughs> Derek's in his backyard just gnawing on wood. What Dude, are you doing? Go get that stick. I'll chew on it too. Yeah, I'm working on my palate. <laughs> this is, t- I mean, it's just I'm not even really getting anything. It's just super good coffee that I don't want to stop drinking. But like, you know it's you know it's not a Folgers or a Maxwell House or something that is commercially it made. It's not coarse. It's not coarse. It is very smooth, and it doesn't. For me, the taste does not vary based off of where it is in the tasting spectrum. Like the initial taste tastes the exact same as the ending taste, which tastes exactly the same as the nose. Yes, it is a very consistent cup of coffee. One dimensional, but not in a bad way. Correct. One dimensional, like. Every time you pour a glass, you'll know exactly what it tastes like. Yes. This chair is annoying me. We need to spray it with WD-40. We need to get new chairs. We do. We need to get sponsors. Um, we do. And subs. Dude, I could go for a turkey sub right now. Oh, man. It does sound really good. Right? Right, anyways. That's what I'm saying. Turkey bacon. Oil or mayo? Mayo, dude. What about oil and mayo? No. I'm not an oil kind of guy. No. No, I'm a mayo kind of guy. Gotcha. Final rating. All right, Miracle Whip or mayo? Last name. Mayo. Okay. Miracle Whip is not... That's like, ooh, you're going to use margarine or can't believe it's not butter. Dude, oh, you don't watch it because something's wrong with you, but Family Guy has a skit where Peter has, I can't believe it's not butter, and he goes mad. He's sitting there and he's like, oh, oh, I just can't believe it. I just, I just can't believe it. And then he's like in a hospital setting, and he's like, "I still can't believe it, dude." I was in tears. All right, so initial taste. What are we giving it? I'll, I'll give it an A plus. Yeah, A plus. Okay. Ending notes. I'm gonna go the same. Yes. Okay. A plus across the board. Um, and I'm still getting that earthy. Yeah. The only thing that you can, you can't pick up specific dried fruits or right. nothing like that. But this also isn't flavored. We're gonna have to do another episode where something is flavored. This is just an extremely smooth, consistent blend of coffee that you would want to have in the morning when you don't want to think about a damn thing. You just want to relax, possibly have a conversation with good company. That's what this is for. Yeah. Um, you know, like their chocolate raspberry. They have blueberry cobbler. They have they have a house blend. They have different flavored decafs. They have organic coffees. It's they have a realm of different things. They have Tuscany yeah. um, that we can look at in future episodes and rate because we have options now. So for this, it's just a very smooth, consistent blend, um, which leads to a final rating. We need a countdown. Yeah. Three, two, one. 92. 94. Okay. 93. Nailed it. Let's do it. We actually have to add Steelbound, and then we're going to erase this board. After posting a photo. And maybe we'll go blue this time. We got a blue marker. Yeah, we're going to switch it up. Switch it up a little bit. Um, But yeah, so that is the rating on that. It is a very good cup of coffee. And you actually have something a little bit more extravagant, right? The coffee that you bought? The flavor, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I have blueberry cobbler. 
Oh, brother. But, so... I wanted the antioxidants. <laughs> Next week, we're going to talk about our extreme contrasts yeah. when it comes to diet and lifestyle, because it's oh, hilarious. God. It's going to be a four-hour episode. <laughs> we Every single day, I look at Mike, and he, he says something ridiculous, and I look at him, and I go... Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you? Or for, I can't stand you. Or for example, like yesterday after the interview, we were talking about dinner last night, and we tried HelloFresh. Um, somebody bought it for us off of our wedding registry, so we got three meals um, to start, and we've been making them, them for dinner. And we had a pasta dish for the first. Last night we did a shrimp zucchini noodle rice bowl, and it was incredible. Um, but anyways, after eating it, I was still hungry, and then I told you that I had a um, an F ton. I'm not gonna swear of granola after dinner yeah, to like then fill my stomach. And you're like, "Wait, what do you mean you just ate granola?" Yeah, and literally, my exact words were, "I don't think that has ever come out of my mouth in my entire life, <laughs> dude." I just had an F ton of granola. It's like, what? I didn't even know that that combination of words exists. Who has an F ton of granola? And you were pumped about it too, dude. It's ancient grain. Granola. I don't care what it is. From Wigmans. It's amazing. I eat that instead of cereal. I use ancient grain granola with almond milk, and that's my cereal. Instead of, like, I don't know. Actual cereal. Yeah. Like Fruity Pebbles and 2% whole milk. All right, what is your go-to cereal? Oh, goodness, dude. I'm putting you on the spot. And don't say an F ton of granola or else I'm turning this podcast No, no, off. no. Actual cereal. Yeah, actual cereal. So I can crush honeycomb. Okay. I can... Like cr- that choice. Yeah. I can crush Fruity Pebbles, Cocoa Pebbles. Um, and then the other... What's the cookie? It's a legit cookie. You, you don't remember that? No. Cereal? No. Um, someone's going to drop a comment and just be screaming right now because I can't remember. Hold on. You do Fruity Pebbles and what's your other one? Cocoa Pebbles. Oh, okay. Yeah, hell yeah. So the same thing, basically. Yeah, Cocoa Puffs, um, and then Honeycomb. I can I can do serious so damage. So you're more of like the flavor, flavor kind of guy. Yeah, I don't eat Cheerios, dude. God, That's not... what is wrong with you? See, this is what I mean. There's another contrast. My go-to is, hu- is Honey Nut Cheerios. That's different. That's Honey Nut. Is it, though? I'm talking plain Cheerios. Dude, that makes me want to gag. It's so boring. <laughs> That's like having cornflakes and no, not putting sugar over the top of it. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Cornflakes and Honey Nut Cheerios are mine. Go to. Cornflakes and Honey Nut Cheerios? Yeah, not combined. Okay. But, all right. Have you combined? No, I haven't. You've never combined cereals? No, I'm not an animal. Seriously? We I'm, did because we couldn't afford to just go out and buy new cereal. It's like, no, we have to finish the cereal that's in there. And if you didn't have enough of one to have a full bowl, then you mix. But then I just have the first one and then add more milk and then add the next. Are you cereal and then milk, that. or are you milk then cereal? Cereal then milk. I'm not a barbarian. For the first or second bowl, or for all bowls? Well, I'm not going to waste the milk or pour it into a glass. After. So you don't finish the milk and then start fresh for every bowl? No. Okay. Okay. But I'll put cereal in first and then milk on top, and then once I'm done destroying my Honey Nut Cheerios, I'll throw a little more on top of it and add more milk. The only time I add milk to my fourth bowl of cereals because the first set of milk is like starting to get warm because I just keep eating cereal. Did you ever do like the Reese's peanut butter puffs or whatever and then do like drink the chocolate milk after or even use chocolate milk instead of regular milk? Yes to both. Yeah. Same with Cocoa Pebbles and um, even Fruity Pebbles. Wasn't there a chocolate Rice Krispie too or no? Yeah, they had they had um, they had chocolate Rice Krispies, but they also Use Fruity Pebbles, too. That was, most people just went to that instead of Chocolate Rice Krispies. Are you a Lucky Charms guy? Hell yeah, I'm a Lucky Charms guy. Do you like the marshmallows? Yes. Dude, I hate... I don't like marshmallows to begin with. Oh so God, I never really had Lucky Charms because I don't like marshmallows. So there was no point for me to have Lucky Charms. Gotcha. I'm trying to find the, um, the cereal that had made of, made of cookies. Dunkaroos! Dude, I crushed Dunkaroos. Me too, man. I wish those things would come back. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm getting a recipes for homemade cookies. I don't don't want that. I want the original cookie crisp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I used to slam it, dude. Slam cookie crisp. What about Captain Crunch? Yeah, hell yeah. But then I'd cut the inside of my mouth open. (laughs) Because I would eat so much of it. What was your? Did you like the, the regular Captain Crunch or the peanut butter Captain Crunch? Both. Yeah. But peanut butter was preferred. That's how I felt with episode seven, where we're trying screwball whiskey. Okay, let's 
take a different approach to this discussion. Okay. What cereal do you not like? Because literally everything that we've talked about, we're like, yeah, bro, I've crushed that. We haven't said one bad thing about a cereal yet, except for regular Cheerios. Well, no. The, My city yeah. does smell like Cheerios, though. It does. Love it all the time. Yeah. So, regular Cheerios, I can't stand. Um, Total was kind of boring. Well, that was like every mother named Karen had that. Yeah, because it was the healthy thing. Right. Um, but do you like Special K? Special K slams, bro. I like Special it does. K. Yes, it does. Special K is really good. We're talking about the cereal, not the drug. Strawberry Special K, I wasn't a huge fan no, of. Yeah, because the strawberries were weird. What about Wave? Remember Wave? No, I don't know. It was basically like a Fig Newton in milk, but they filled it with chocolate. It was a, uh, it was like a pastry puff that they filled with chocolate on the inside. Oh, okay. Slam those. You know two. what we're gonna do? Have next an episode week. with cereal next week. We're going to do. Maybe this is another 4 a.m. episode. <laughs> we just keep moving our episodes earlier and earlier. I know. But what we're going to do is we're going to not eat cereal because that'll be obnoxious. Having the spoon hit my teeth and like doing all the slurping yeah, and everything. Yeah, be disgusting. We'll all of our followers. Then. Yeah. But what we're going to do is we're going to do a bracket, like a baseball bracket or a basketball bracket. And we're going to compare cereals against each other and then come up with the winner, number one cereal for both of us. Okay. I think that'd be fun, bro. Can we get the fans involved? Sure, but like we'll have to we'll do ours first, and then we'll like ask if they agree, don't agree, and like or they can throw up suggestions on what to include in the bracket. All right, that's what we'll do. We'll have a bracket duel. That'd be sick. Hell yeah! Because we're, clearly we love all cereal, but this bracket will like what's our favorite number one cereal? What about Honey Bunches of Oats? Uh, I like it. I don't hate it. Same. A little vanilla. Mm-hmm. Like the vanilla crumble. Mm-hmm. All I just remember is that commercial where they're like, honey, honey, bunches of oats. That's oh, all yeah. that I remember. And they're that. walking around inside the factory with hair nuts on. Yeah. But what about that bee, though, from Honeycomb, or uh, from Cheerios? I don't, that bee always made me, like, anxious. He's just flying around with the honey thing. And I'm like, bro, relax a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really care. We'll, I just we'll talk to about it. it more next week. All right, let's yeah, do it. It's going to be our episode next week. It's a little cereal showdown. I like that. Hell yeah. All right, Michael. Well... We are in an hour. All right. So long. Goodbye. Bye. Click. (laughs) Shut off. No. So that is the episode. Um, Go like all of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, everything. Our podcast is available on YouTube, so make sure you subscribe to us. Leave a comment down below what you liked about this episode. Who the bigger alpha male is, Lewis or Clark, please let us know. Or it's Kajakwood Expressway, one of them. (laughs) They had to have been. Um, so leave a comment down below, like the video. We're also available on all the podcast platforms. We have a ton of interviews coming out, so make sure you subscribe and share this content with some people. Let them know what we got coming up because we want more people to listen to this because we got a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. We're already booked throughout April, so this podcast isn't going anywhere. And, yeah, next episode is going to be a peach. Leave us a review on iTunes, too. Uh, we got to get that going. And, and then on also, Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook. And then also, too, we talked about this a little bit last uh, month, I think. We're doing an event with the Buffalo Distilling, and we're selling tickets on our Facebook page. So if you go to the Buffalo Happy Hour on Facebook and you find our events, the event is going to be March 29th uh, from 6 to 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Tickets are 25 bucks. And with that ticket, you get two free drink tickets, and then there's going to be appetizers out there. So, like, pierogies, um, charcuterie, boards. charcuterie boards, and all that stuff. Yep. So, if you go to our Facebook event, you can buy tickets right there through Eventbrite. Let us know if you're having any issues with Eventbrite. Uh, I've been told that sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So, Oh, really? Yeah. I've uh, had no issues so far with people. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, l- let me know if you have any issues with it, but go buy those tickets. On our Facebook event, we have, like, about 105 people that are interested yep. in going. So the limit right now for tickets is about around 75. So if all those 100 people say that they're going, you're not going to have tickets. So go by now. That way you can basically ensure your spot for the actual event. Yeah, because just be because time. you respond going on Facebook doesn't mean you're actually going. Yeah. We, like you need the ticket. Yeah. So buy the ticket. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for watching. And this has been episode 22 of the Buffalo Happy Hour. See you soon. Peace. All right, now pose for a pitcher. Well, I'll pose for a pitcher. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How can I include that in the actual episode? <laughs>
What were you doing? I was just looking like this. Oh, and I'm just looking like a jackass? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.